0: How is everyone? Good. Um, so at one point I was where you are. I was a name, I was in a story, and I was trying to find make it to, a way to make it work. Somehow make it work. Wake up every day and you go, okay, what's my name? And this is this is who I am. And. Is my name good or bad today? How many people like me? Who do I have to work with? What problems do I have to fix? And then the next thing I was like, okay, well, let's, let's go and get a career because people tell you you got to get a career. So I started, you know, talking to people, my father and people, and went to college and got a job and then found myself sitting in this, sitting in this uh, basement of a hospital as a compensation analyst for a human resource department, hating it, it's like this is horrible, this is not what I want to do. I was doing job descriptions and compensation and money and back and forth, and it was business meetings. Then I kept thinking, well, let's get the next job, I got the next job, and that was okay for a while, and then, then that got tiring, and then I got the next job, and I got the next job, and then I had a family, got married, and had a family, and did all that too. And one day I found myself sitting there with everything. High-paying job, house, cars, kids, all of it was there. And I still found myself feeling like, damn it, something's not right. Something's missing. That turned into mental depression and problems dealing with things. And then finally one day something got so bad I got cornered and it snapped. And then when it snapped, I found something that opened up. Now, prior to this, I was looking and researching. And I'd been through all the religions. And I was like, all right, what is God? What is presence? What is truth? What is is my purpose? Why am I here? And how do I... How do I not wake up and have problems every day? How do I look at life differently? And suddenly something happened in that one day where everything just crashed. And I met someone online and this guy. And I said to him, Hey, I've been meditating and trying to practice and find peace in my life. And he said, Look deeply at something else. Look deeply at Mike. Look deeply to see if Mike is actually there. And I sat there and looked at it and suddenly something opened up and a, a presence of something appeared and it lasted for like almost three months um, this thought the thought of who I was was just was just presence and we have this experience once in a while, you have this experience where suddenly life just clears away and you go whoa what's here you ever go to the beach and you sit there at the beach for maybe an hour or two so let's say I take you to the beach and we sit there and I leave you there in a the chair for two hours. Just you. No music, no books, no distractions. You just hang out there. And then I come back to you after two hours and I say, Who are you? What's here? I don't think you'd respond to your name. You'd say, my name's like this story that's over there. But what? Are, I'm, I'm the sea. I'm the wind. I'm the sun. I'm this really, really peaceful place. I'd say, yeah, it's pretty cool, right? You'd say, yeah. I'd say, well, that's your true nature. That is our total true nature. You didn't choose to be born. You didn't say. You didn't say, I want to be born and I want to be called Jim. You never chose that. That was thrown upon you. Think about that. You did not choose to be born. You were something before you were born. What were you? And when we let go through sleep, through mental issues, and things like that, when things break open and we let go, we become our true nature. Your true nature will get you further in your career and into more places of beauty and amazement than holding on to your name and the story. It'll happen. And this natural flow will carry you effortlessly so that you can be boundless and do things that you want to do and be creative so that you can go into any career, any job, and you can say, well, these are the boundaries of the job. Watch this. I'm going to blow the walls off. And we're going to go in this direction and that direction. And you'll do it because you'll see all of life is then this present awareness. So what I'm going to do for the next hour and a half is I'm going to point you to your true self and I'm going to do this because no one else has done this it's not being done in schools your parents don't know anything about it the churches don't know anything about it the psychologists just dance around it they're not going to show you so I'll show you and then when I'm done I'll give you a little something if you want to keep learning this and then you start learning this and you can take this to through life with you and it'll be the most important lesson you've ever learned And I think it's absolutely amazing that Harvey's here doing this. So I learned this from one person, and then I went and found other people, but not for a while. At first I learned this, and I thought, this is impossible to explain. How do I explain this? And another entire dimension has opened up in me. What is it? How do I explain it? I couldn't. And for years I couldn't do it. Then finally I wrote some poems, and then I wrote a book, and then... I then started putting things together and figuring out a way to actually share this. And then I got into music. And music was probably the easiest way because vibrations are basically taking presence and painting it out and saying there it is. So what I did was I uh, have brought with me some of the most beautiful instruments I think that have a way of painting what I call consciousness. So when I use the word consciousness, consciousness is that beach moment. It's that moment where you're just sitting there going, what am I? What is here? Something just breaks open, breaks open and we feel this moment in different parts of our life, in different times of our life. You can find yourself um, in a moment where maybe you're just doing, does anybody do sports here? Yeah? Yes? Okay. You can talk and raise your hand and, and ask questions. <laughs> I don't want to have to talk the whole time. Who plays sports? Nobody plays sports. Okay. So what do you play? Me? Oh, I play baseball. Okay, baseball. Beautiful baseball. So, what, what position? Uh, left field. Left field. All right. So you're you're shagging a ball, and uh, what is it that moves and makes you go this way and over here? And that's an amazing ability. And you take the ball with something like this, and you go, pick it up, and you throw it, boom, and there it is, right there. And the guys, that's an amaze. Look at the amazement of that. Now, while that's happening, what's your name? Randall. Randall. You're not sitting there going, Randall's catching the ball. Randall's moving left. Now he's moving right. (laughs) Randall's picking up the ball, and now Randall's throwing it to shortstop. That doesn't. That doesn't happen. There's just. There's this one. Presence moving in that entire. It's an amazing sport. Most of your pitchers fail because they think. When they stop thinking, somebody else raise their hand. Yeah. Oh, uh, football. Football. What's your name? Andrew. Andrew. Same thing. You go out there and you receiver. Yeah. I uh, figured. <laughs> so you go out there and catch that. Look at the amazing. How does that work? I mean, the timing of this and you there's the ball and you're reaching up and you're grabbing it like this. What? What mystery moves these muscles to come up and grab this? What mystery? And while you're catching and doing these things, are you saying, you said Randall? Andrew, Andrew, I'm sorry. You're saying, Andrew, I'm Andrew this, Andrew's doing this. You're not, you're not your name. You're not your name and you're not your thoughts. Let me repeat that again. You're not your name and you're not your thoughts. Now, how do you know that? Because thoughts come and thoughts go, and you're still there. What were you thinking yesterday? Tons of stuff, right? All right, those thoughts are gone. You're still here today. You go to sleep at night. Thoughts come, thoughts go. Dreams come, dreams go. The same presence of you goes through the dream and awake state and just keeps dreaming this here, another dream. But it's more dimensional. And I'll, if I had time, I could show you how to see, feel, and sense everything as its true essence. So let's get started with this, because I feel like the story and the flutes um, will help do this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell a story, and I'm going to use these these amazing instruments. These are called Native American flutes, and I've got three or four or five of these things, and each one of these represents um, a different tone or vibration. So these are... These come from the Native Americans and basically it's the wind was going through the trees one day and they heard it and they said, whoa, let's try to repeat that. So it comes from a natural, natural way. And when these are played, you can't identify where they come from. I took them into a studio and my friend Mickey is a, uh, he's a rock and roll musician. He's been in all kinds of bands and I brought these in and I played one. And he sat there and he looked at me and he cocked his head like a dog and he went dude I went, what he goes where's the sound coming from in that thing and i said everywhere he goes all right all right give me a day come back tomorrow so i went back the next day and he had his microphone set up to record these and he had seven of them all around the room i said why seven microphones he goes because i don't know where i'm not going to capture it he goes that thing's everywhere and i said beautiful so, what I did was I developed a, um, a little um, story, because in story you can learn a lot. So, in this story, we're going to hike up a mountain, and we're going to have, um, we'll have a tree talk to us, because trees do speak to you. Now, I'm not saying, like, you sit there and talk to a tree. Don't do that. People will think you're weird. But if you go and sit in the forest, or sit by a tree, you'll hear You'll sense, you'll feel some type of something happening between you and that tree. Try it sometime. You'll sense something is there. This is why we like nature. Because you go into nature and you disappear. You become what is there. You become the energy and the essence of what is there. That's why we like the ocean. So a lot of us go to the beach, right? Tell me when you leave you're not sad. Right? Why is the sadness happening? Because you're leaving home. That's your home. That's who you are. And you actually feel like you have to step back and become a character again. And then you go back into school, work, friends, relationships, and you're carrying this character every single day. You're holding this up, and you're trying to manipulate it. Okay, here's pain. Here's happiness. Let's keep going this way. Let's keep going this way. No, that's pain. Let's remove that. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to give you something before you leave. You can take it, and read it on how to actually take that whole scenario, which is bullshit, and say, okay, let's let's just take a look at this differently. All right. So I'll start the story. I'll grab my water over there. That's it. Thanks. So let's start the story. Um. I want to put. Let's put three characters in the story. So I'm horrible with names, so I'm going to have to write the names on the board. You told me your name and yours, I already forgot it. What is your name? I'm Zach. Zach? That's easy. Yeah. Okay, so we have Zach. Who else? Uh, what's your name? Joyce. Joyce? That's a great name. Joyce. And who else? Let's pick one more. Um, what's your name? Trey. Trey? Trey. Okay, so. Trey, Zach, and Joyce. You own a uh, a business, <coughs> cool, right? What kind of business? Something you developed. Jetpacks. Jetpacks. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What's a jetpack? Something that makes me fly. On my back. Hmm. All right, that's good. A jetpack. <laughs> You're in this cute little, you know old school town, you know, with coffee shops and they make cigars and they hammer leather. And then you have jetpack business right there for you know the guy doesn't feel like walking to the cigar shop with his mule so now you can you can get a jet pack. So you're working in this and then you finally say to your coworkers, Zach and Joyce, you say, you know what? I heard if you go up the top of this mountain, you can find peace. And you guys have read about peace, you've seen the little pamphlets on it. You've been to church a couple of times and you're like yeah okay got this, uh, and now you're like all right, yeah let's go do that. So you start hiking up this mountain. Now I got three people here because so I need to make a point of this. So the first thing you do is you come to this beautiful entrance to the mountain, and you've been busy at work. You take off a week and you're going to hike up there. So as you start hiking, you then you then come into the woods. You come into and there's nothing but green there. The green is beautiful. Um, there are fragrances that are coming through you right now there's wind in your face and you feel and sense yourself hiking you can see this it's a very big hill that goes all the way up there's rocks lots of little rocks and then there's actually a stream and at some point you come across the stream and you have to navigate you know how to get across the stream you look you know let's step on this rock let's step on this rock. and then you finally you get there and I think it's interesting is when you enter the stream at first, you're like, okay, how do we do this? Can I do this? I'm not sure if I can. But then once you start into it, you realize it's a whole lot easier. So thinking about doing the dishes is a whole lot easier than just doing them. You just start doing them. You go across the stream, and as you go up the hill, you go up the hill. You find yourself um, feeling a little tired, but yet your muscles are still moving. You're walking, and as you're walking through this path, the green just takes your mind away. It takes your thoughts away. It takes away the essence of the names. The names start fading. You just become nature, moving through nature is all that happens, and this is what we love. You keep walking and you keep walking, and you notice that your walk that you have, the way you walk, and you walk friends, the way they walk, they've walked, ever since you've known them, they've always walked the same way. That walk has never changed. The energy that moves that walk has never changed. It's the same energy you had when you were a little kid. You walk through the woods now with them, and you start thinking, you know, I'm the same being that walked through the woods when I was a little guy, when I was a little girl. Nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed is is I'm a little bigger, my fingers look a little different, but what's seeing from here is the same that has always been seeing that hasn't changed a bit. You think about that a moment. That has not changed. So you keep walking and you keep walking and finally you come to the very, very, very top of the hill. You come up to the top of the hill and there is a huge canyon. It goes all the way down, it wraps through, and there's a river there. And there's dogwood trees, redwood trees, oak trees, pine trees, And then around the edge, there's little wildflowers that are right here. And you sit at this beautiful spot. And as you sit there, um, you relax and you take a breath. So let's do that once. You take a breath. You inhale. You exhale. It's probably the first time you've taken a breath in about a week or so, maybe, like that. Interesting, huh? So you take a breath and you sit there and next to you is this huge oak tree and the oak tree goes out over the canyon and its its leaves reach into the sky and its roots reach into the ground and you find yourself sitting right in between those two places. You feel a sense of what this oak tree is saying. The oak tree has, a, has some type of comfort that's taking place there. It's a comfort that appears in your life at certain times when you accomplish something, there's this comfort. Or, or, or a comfort that appears when you just let go. It's so like right there, you and this tree and all the other trees. And you look at this and you, and you kind of think to yourself, nothing needs to be improved. There's nothing wrong with anything here. There's nothing wrong with this tree. There's nothing wrong with that river. There's nothing wrong with that canyon. Everything is as it is. You sit there for a while And then as you sit there, the tree speaks to you. And when the tree talks, it sounds like this. The wind goes through the tree. And when the tree speaks, it speaks through you. And she, let's call it she, sings a song. tree sings this song, you feel something different take place. You feel something open up in you. And this feeling is comfortable for some of you, but for another person. Sorry, Joyce. (laughs) She heads back down the mountain. (laughs) So Joyce at this moment says, I'm good. I heard it. I saw it. I got to get back to work. All right. So she goes back down to work. Joyce represents individuals who take a peek at presence and peace and go, Yeah, I got it. Okay. I'm uncomfortable letting go into that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm afraid of that. So she goes back into work. So she goes back and does that. So now it's just Zach and Trey up there. This tree sings this song, and then the tree says to you, the tree says, and it asks you a question, it says, who are you? Who are you truly? Like, who really are you, and what what is actually here? And you think for a moment. You feel this, this presence. You feel, what is this that's around me? It's an energy that moves all through you. it's within everything. Your thoughts are made of this. Even your name is a thought and it's name made of this too. Which is more real, my name or this? The tree says, don't worry, let's continue. At this moment, (coughs) the tree says, I want you to listen to the wind and feel the wind, feel where the wind begins and ends. And feel if it does begin and end, and are you this as well. At that moment the wind sings through the canyon, this very deep song, like this. The tree says to you, where does that begin and end? And then the tree asks you to then look at the sky and take a look at the sky and you sit there quietly and you see this amazing blue sky and the tree says to you, the sky is is your mind. And it asks you a question. It says, take a look at the sky and, and where does the sky begin and where does it end? So you look out at the sky, and you see the sky is everywhere. And the tree says, well, how far does it come to you? Does it, how far close, how close does it come? And you think, well, it keeps coming and coming and coming. Yeah, and then the tree says, are you not the sky looking out at the sky also? And then suddenly, as you're doing this, you start realizing that space, 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 and you are this space too. And even your thoughts are this space. Your mind is this space. Your name is this space. And the tree says, how do you improve this? What can ever be improved? And the next moment, you then, you you look down across the mountain. And as you do, you see these birds flying across. It's rather interesting. They're kind of coming right at you. Right here. And they land upon the They land upon the top branch of the oak tree and they sing out into the canyon and when these birds sing out into the canyon the tree says listen to their sound. Where is it being sensed from? And the birds sing this. the birds sing you hear their sound and it sounds like they're here but yet the sense of their sound has no direct place within you you hear on the top of the mountain you hear a a wolf thought tells you that the wolf is over there and there's a mountain over there. Experience is that that sound is directly here as well. Then the tree instructs you to look down into the canyon. You look down deep into the canyon and you see At the bottom of the canyon there, down there, where the other side of the waterfall is, you see a giant black bear. And the first thing that happens is thoughts go, okay, black bear. Do I scream and yell at it, or do I run? Which one was it? The brown bear will chase you, I think. Or was that the black bear? I can't remember. So you're trying to figure this out. (laughs) That's the conversation I had with my daughter this weekend. (laughs) We decided one of us will run, the other one will scream, and we'll see what happens. (laughs) Anyway, the bear represents fear. And the tree says, The bear is fear. Let's look at fear. Fear is something that can stop you cold. It stops the mind. And the mind goes, Let's stop and get into it. And then you get locked in the mind. The tree says, Who are you? At this moment, you're now knowing. You're saying, I'm the wind, I'm the birds, I'm you, <coughs> sound, I'm presence. And the tree says, well then, what is fear? Where is it? And you think, like, it's over there somewhere. Well, and the tree says, well, reach out your hand very casually and touch the edge of fear. What is it made of? Where does it sit? What does it sit upon? And you say, it sits upon this endless sky presence that I am. So then, so then what is fear made of? It's made of presence, too. So wait a second, if fear is made of presence too, and then you can have no fear, because it's all an endless you, which means you have an open canvas to do anything. You look down into the bear, there's a bear down there, and you look into the eyes of this bear, and at first there's this story, bear, run, but then it settles down and you go, no, let's look deep into this bear, and let's find this presence that I am within that. And You do this and now the bear sings like this as she walks along the river. look at it, the more the bear walks away. The more you see the truth of this bear, the less scary it is. It then dilutes itself into your being and it moves away. It has no purpose there anymore. The next thing that happens is the tree then says to you, don't look, but over there, something has been watching you the entire time. Out of your peripheral vision, you can sense, feel, and know that there's a white-tailed deer over there. Now, the white-tailed deer represents something that really brings the story together. Until then, until this moment, there's been presence, sky, space, beingness. All this has just happened. And then Suddenly now, we take this presence and everything, and we we put a name to it, and we add a drop of spice to this soup, and it brings it to aliveness. And the tree says, do you know what that is over there? And you you sense a new type of energy, and it says, the deer represents love. Love. Love takes the space brings it to an aliveness. Instead of it being a dead space of openness, it brings the vibrancy of it. Love. And the tree says, love, something we all chase. Just like the deer, if you look directly at it, she's going to run. But if you just allow it to be, it'll come and take over. And the tree says, you can't love yourself. So think about it. Where's Zach? Over here. So if I say to you, Oh, I'm sorry. I got it. (laughs) So if I say to you, Love yourself, your mind starts going, Okay, I'll eat less donuts. (laughs) I'll start running. (laughs) Whatever, I'll buy better music. But if I say to you, That's not going to work. You can't love yourself. That's impossible. There's a you in this equation. It's a separate energy. But if I say to you, Love is. Love is. You feel the difference? You feel the difference? If I say love is, you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's just, that's, that's everywhere. Feel the difference? So the tree says, Love is. That's the deer. And at that moment, the deer then plays a love song. And as this happens, you realize that the act of letting go And allowing this flow of space to be who you are and declaring yourself as this is a relaxation. And we can call this relaxation love. Because how do you say, why do you like it? I I just, I love it. So the deer then plays this this song like this. the tree says to you you are this love you've always been this love and any person that you ever met in your life where you say I love that person all you've ever been seeing is a complete mirror of yourself and if suddenly that person were to move away from you and leave you or something and you say I lost love all you lost was a mirror you never lost yourself you are this love and at that moment, then the tree says, It's time to go. Take what I've taught you and go back down to the village and work on your jetpack company. And now something interesting happens. Um, so Trey, he decides he's going to stay at the mountain. So you stay up there. He decides, I'm just going to stay here in this, this beautiful presence. And, and this is a safe spot to be. So he stays there. He represents the individuals who find something a little bit, and then they just hold on to it, and then there's him here as peace and presence, and then if he goes back down the mountain, everything else is not peace and presence. And it's a very painful place to be. And the last one, Zach, then comes down the mountain because he wants to express and he wants to see this in action. He wants to take this and go, I want to see this space. I want to hear this space appearing and expressing as life, as people. And I want to take a look at at, at how to incorporate this into the world and see that the world is this. So the tree plays one last song. As he plays his song, Zach walks down the mountain. And now when he walks down the mountain, he comes to the stream that he had crossed before. And now instead of actually thinking, how do I cross the stream, he just heads up and he just walks. The rocks form underneath of him as his steps take place. There's no thought in the walking. He just crosses across the stream with no problem feet hitting each rock perfectly syncopated, as if he's memorized it. He knows it. There's a knowing of where his next footstep is going to be. The wind, as it moves, he realizes I'm all of this. Everything the wind's touching is me. He looks at the colors green, and he realizes these are being seen from here. They're being expressed out there. And the sky is endless. And then he goes back into his life. And he sees differences and changes as he goes and applies this to his life. He finds things are happening way more easier. People are coming to him. And he finds happiness. He finds happiness, which is the purpose of life in that story. The end. You like that? All right, give me, give me a little feedback, and then we'll continue talking. Oh, I didn't, well, the one thing I didn't use, I didn't use this. Let's add to the story. He sits at the edge of the, <laughs> the, edge of the parking lot with his chocolate milkshake, <laughs> and a rainstorm comes through. Now, the rain he normally would run from, but now he just accepts it and goes, yeah, there. There, there's the rain. Allows it to hit his face it's home the place he never left so this is a rain stick that um, a friend of mine gave me she had a uh, she had a mother who was dying and she kept calling me saying my mother's dying my mother's dying I'm like, okay and then finally one day i said how close is she cuz she's really close she goes and she won't let go i said all right so i said take put the phone by her head I'll play a flute and I took the flute and I was in the car and I just played this little song. But when I played this song, I, I pictured her death. I didn't picture it as her <coughs> transitioning into something else. I pictured her death as here she was and it opens up to what has always been there, space. And that's what death is. And then we go over here and we honor the shell as a representation of this which is everywhere. So I played this for her and she texted me like three minutes later, I read the text, you killed her. <laughs> so I said, oh great. And then she called me up she goes, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> I said, I don't know, I just felt it and I played this song. And I said, the, the flutes, they, they touch you. She goes, She listened to it and then did it and helped her let go, let go, let go. And she opened up into something. So then she returned to my house one day and she said, Here, I I brought you this rain stick she had. And I thought, Oh, that's kind of cool. So I take this and I, you know, it's part of the thing. So let me get some feedback. First of all, anything that I talked about, is that that new to you? Have you heard that before? Some of it's new. Some of it's new? Have you ever experienced anything like that before? No? A little different? How many, how many of you remember an exercise we did in class which relates to this? Who remembers that? We all stood up. Who remembers? Randall? Oh, not Randall. Uh, when you pointed to everything around us inside of that. Yeah, do you remember what it was called? Who remembers that? I point to myself. Remember that? The, um, the books you read are entertaining. They'll never point to this. That's the menu, that's not the meal. The books will kind of help you. I, I first got a few books on this and I would read them and then I'd close them and sit outside and go, "Wow, what's happening to me?" So that's what I ex- did with this fluid experience was to ho- hopefully help you open up and see. Something. How did you like the the sound of the flutes? Were you able to hear where they were resonating from in any part of your body? What did they sound? What did they do to you? What did you feel when they were played?
1: I thought they were really soothing.
0: They don't have a direct place where they seem to play from. If I play one, it seems to be through you, you know, which is the experience we like. That's what music does. You know, when you when you play a note on these, it doesn't have, it doesn't go into one place. You know, if you listen to it, there's scales going up and down, but yet they're being played through you. And then where are you hearing the sound from? It's from in you, without, through everywhere. So let's take a look at um, let's take a look at how we got to where we are and then how to take this and incorporate this into our life a little bit and say okay well how do we use this today? Because this is pretty fantastic. You agree? Something cool, right? If you're listening to this going I have no idea what he's talking about. (laughs) It's okay. Because it's not something you need to understand in the mind. And if you even say, I don't get it, that's okay too. Because you may hear it now, and then 10 years from now go, wow, wait a second. That all makes sense. (laughs) So let's take a look at, you know, when when I first spoke, I said, you didn't choose to be born. You got a name, and now you ended up here. Now you have this name, you have this whole story and all this stuff going on. So we're given this name and everything. So I'm going to put two words on the board, all right? And the first word is um, duality. And the second word is non-duality. My handwriting is atrocious. okay so basically duality is this is basically you holding up your name so duality would be Mike and then non-duality would be presence so when you're a child when you were a young child, very young, you were this. Your presence, you were non-dual. You you were you were nothing. You were basically a little baby, and you'd move your arms and eh, eh, and you'd do things. You go that 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 that, and then suddenly one day somebody over here went warp, 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 warp. and they said Mike, and you turned this way, and everybody clapped and went yeah, and you went oh, okay, so I know if I turn this way, and then eventually. You became, oh, okay, I'm Mike, because if I look that way, that must be what I am. You give up this to become this, and the next thing you're Mike, and you're in third grade, and you're fourth grade, and you're learning about the ego comes in, you're grabbing things, oh, this is mine, this is yours, and you're learning about what you like and what you don't like, and you're trying to make Mike, you know, all of this, and then you learn about time and relationships and all this stuff, and next thing you know, you're in college, and you're, like, trying to make Mike into something. Mike already is something. So instead of going to school to get to something, go to school to express who you are and see what appears. This shift, you can live as this and then wear this when you need to. This shift of being this, it's like 80-20 maybe, of doing this can be done very easily. And you can still do all the regular things anybody else does. Go out to parties, watch football, drink beer, play sports, go roller skating, do crafts, whatever you do. I don't know. All these different things. And still be this. So but what happens is we we give up this non-dual state. And the entire society right now is completely in this dual. Everything. Our phones. The Facebook is just nothing but teaches separation. People getting there, oh, you can be a star on Facebook. Go do it. And now you can have people comment on you, and now you're a separate being. Yes? I'm curious, why do you call it duality? It's duality. It's two. Two. There's you are here, and there's something else over there. So when you go from presence to duality, when you're a child and you go from I'm just this to suddenly I look over and now I'm Mike. now you live in a separate world. You then live as if you are here and the rest of the world is there. You're separated from everyone in the world. That's the most painful thing ever. And we carry that every day. And We've been doing it so much that we're just used to it. And this is what causes the pain of all the different ailments we have. If you have depression, depression is simply all the energies coming together to say go back here. This is what you are. It's a depression of energy to bring you down, to come down to this, to presence, just pure presence So you then can go back out and see, okay, wait a second, I'm more than just what I thought I was. So we're given a name, we're given a title, and then we carry that, we carry it, we carry it. And we, then we find ourselves feeling separate. We may find love in certain moments, we find a partner and we fall in love. Okay, what that is, is you're then relaxing into presence with that person. But then over time, things happen, and that changes. So, to live in duality as a separate individual, um, if we take a look at you take a look at time on this, time, okay, in duality under Mike, time is something we're very aware of. There's a future, there's a past, there's a me trying to get somewhere. It's a very linear story. You have an, an image of yourself. If I say to you, what are you doing tomorrow? Everybody's eyes are going to go that way. And what did you do last week? Everybody's eyes are going to go that way. You'll, you know, if I say, think about what you're going to do tomorrow, and everybody will go, hmm, and they'll turn and look that way. I mean, what did you do yesterday? Their eyes will then go that way. We live linearly, like in time. But in presence and duality, There's just now. What's here? What's here now? And we meet these time we meet these moments at the beach, sitting by a river, getting lost in a, a book, maybe playing music. Um or just hanging out and sitting and watching something. So there's no time, there's just open presence in that. Um relationships. relationships under duality are exhausting. Completely. My son said to me, he had this girl he was dating in high school, and then they she dated him just to get to the prom. And then, then she dumped him. And he goes, you know. I got to the point where I just about met her parents and then that was it, it was over. I said, Nick, I said, you're a prom date, <laughs> that's all you were. And the four months before that was just to build up for that. It was time. How many people are in a relationship and they're trying to get to some other point in this relationship? They're trying to get to something. We've got to get to this and try to move to these spots. Whereas in, in presence and non-duality, relationships are just, they're just wholeness. You have found wholeness. You are completely whole, and you're sharing it with somebody else who is too. You're saying, look, this is exactly who I am. I'm fullness. And there's no nothing I need from you to fill me. Most people in relationships are grabbing another person, bringing them in to fill themselves. And they're doing this with everything, jobs and other things too, money. And we do all these things to bring it in. This, this fills me. Now, do it the other way. Find your wholeness. Take a moment. Step over here. Find your wholeness. Now go out there and express and your art and your creativity and your job and your career will be a whole lot different and there will be something way more powerful about who you are versus the person who's grabbing because this person you can sense, we can sense from each other who's needy. Let's go for the big one, death, death, okay? This is the biggest fear everybody has, death. So in the world of Mike, duality, death is scary. We don't know what it is. You die, and there's nothing more. You have a grave, and everybody misses you, and that's it. (coughs) Anybody ever see Star Wars? Okay, one person, two, three. Come on, you guys saw Star Wars, right? So there's a scene in Star Wars where, the very first one, where Um, Obi-Wan dies, and he says, I am the force. He becomes the force. In death, there is no death. Death is the most amazing, beautiful thing. It's like, here I am. I'm alive. Touch me, feel me, hear me, see me. Okay? And you do all that. Now, in between all those senses, there's something else. There's a knowingness that takes place. And then at death, you go, okay, now I'm gone. Now find me. And you look for that person, you're like, I sense them, I feel them, the light switch went on and off, whatever, all these things happen. And then over time you, you, over time, you say, they're everywhere, they're not that name anymore, they've never been that name, that's what they are. So, in non-duality, there is no death. This, presence here, space, does not die. I sat next to my mother during her death. And I felt this amazing, beautiful presence, and said, "This no way does this ever die. Doesn't, can't, won't. It didn't." Okay, here's the big one too. Thinking. I'm just going to draw a brain. This is a lot easier. <laughs> but this brain goes everywhere. <laughs> so, in in thinking, under duality, Mike, you're thinking through life. You're thinking. How do I get to that place over there? How do I get to that that career? How do I get to that job? How do I get myself secure? How do I do that? You're thinking, thinking, thinking. How many of you feel like you're holding up this little cloud of stuff up here? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's always there, always there. These are problems, right? Problems, problems. So you're sitting here with lots of problems. And I'm a bird and I come in and I look and all I see is a guy sitting here with a white shirt on going, Checking out this talk. The bird doesn't see anything. Where are the problems? Where exactly? Are they are they here? And how much do they weigh? And and okay, so if they are here, then where you're watching them. Who are you watching them? You're something opposite the problems. You're something that is, I'm here and the problems are there. Then if I'm I'm aware of these problems and they're up here on the movie, then I am the screen. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, I did it. Put that in there. I'm the screen. And they're the painting, I'm the canvas. What is it that watches the problem? Let's say you have depression. I'm sad, I have depression. Okay. What part of you illuminates, and lights up this depression? That knows it's there. There's another part of you. Find it. This is what so thinking here is very limited. You're very limited. Thinking here, thoughts just appear. You go, well, there's a thought. Yes? Um, what's like the difference between an internal versus an external problem in both of these to you? An external problem. Well, something that can happen outside of you is an external problem. I don't know, traffic brat back up. You're like, okay, that's, that's a problem. However, internally you then go, okay, uh, I have to deal with this, the pressure of dealing with this traffic backup, I'm going to be late somewhere. If you deal with your problems internally and you see that they're okay to have, then you can go sit in that traffic and just say, you know what, this will move. I'll get there. Everything moves. It'll happen. I'm gonna give you something before I leave. Some of you will get it, some of you won't. I made these signs, I've been doing these signs. One of them is how to let go of things, and one of them, and the big thing, is how to let go of problems. So you can't ever let go of your problems. Won't happen, because there'll always be another problem. You go to fix something, something else will happen, right? Have you experienced this? You've tried this. You're like, okay, yeah, we've done this. Damn thing done not work. So I don't need to tell you that. So how do we, we then allow problems to be. Something will fix something. Have you experienced that? Have you had something fixing something on its own? you ever had a problem? You go, man, that's a mess. I don't know what to do. And then three days later going, wow, that got fixed. How'd that happen? You let go of it. You took the light off of it. Does that make sense? So the problem could be external and internal, either or. The key is to, over here, there is no internal or external, it's all the same. That tree is being expressed out. That's been proven scientifically. The objects of matter out there have never been scientifically proven to exist. The only thing they've ever proven to exist is space. So that's something new, right? Thinking. Uh, let me skip through a couple of these other ones. The big one is you feeling like you're holding up life in this. And then over here you're not because you're all of life. That's huge. That's a big difference there. You're all of life. So the key to so the key to living like this versus living like this is you have to find out, and explore who you are. Who am I? And This is something we've never done. We've never taken time in our life to sit and say, well who am I? Or or what is here? We've just taken for granted, okay, well my mom calls me Bill, so I guess I'm Bill. And then everything that is wrapped around that story of Bill You're now responding to it. Okay, well, I'll run over there because Bill goes over there. Now Bill does this, and she says, Bill should go to college, so now I'm going to college. No, you go to college because you're here, and you want to express and see and sense everything, and then you, once you do this, then you can can be Bill for a little while and reply to Bill. Does that make sense? Okay. Um... I have some exercises I want to do to um, kind of drive my point home. These are ways of seeing um, presence. Okay, but before I go into them, any questions about what I've gone over? I've gone over some deep stuff. Yes.
1: So you said like uh, death is everyone's biggest fear. Is that a generalization or is that your opinion?
0: Or? Well, generally. It's a generalization because a lot of people may not fear death. They may have had experiences where they sat at the bedside of somebody and said, Okay, this is not a bad thing. Generally, though, what most people are living in is this. And a fear of this, of this dying, of this dying, is the biggest fear. And that's where, in the story, of Joyce left them out. She left. She didn't want to. She didn't want to give up Joyce and become Presence on the top of the mountain. Does that answer your question? Yeah. yeah. That's a big thing just to bring up in class. Hey, let's talk about that. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Good question. Any other questions? What yes. What happens beyond Presence? Um. Can Presence ever be improved? But it what happens beyond space? Right. There's nothing. There's how there's nothing beyond, there's just there's just presence. That's all there is. Now I'm using the word presence. You can use a thousand different words for it. You can say this, you can say some sometimes the word God, but I don't use that word because it can put a story to you of something symbolizing something really great. Enlightenment's the same thing. Something really great. It's not, it's plain boring is what it is. If somebody says to you, yeah, we're teaching, we're gonna teach you about enlightenment and awakening, hopefully they'll take you in the class and they'll place you under a tree and say, all right, I'll see you in three hours. <laughs> That'll be your class. But so there's nothing beyond presence. There, there's there's just this sit in presence a bit and ask that question, and you'll get the question will just go out. It'll become like writing upon water. will be no use at all to that question. There's just this, just this. That's all there ever could be. Does presence seek duality? No, it's, it, it doesn't seek anything. Presence just... Um, it just appears... And it patterns. It's energy patterning as everything. And then the mind separates it because the mind can't understand. Okay, I'm here. The tree's are over there. so And it puts a thought in there. Okay, there's a tree over there. It doesn't understand all the different patterns. So it throws in that, that idea that there's separation. And truly there isn't. I'm going to show you in a little bit. Those are good questions. If you explore those. And this is what you're here for. To explore this, they go. Let me. me." It's like you're you've landed on this earth as an alien, which you kind of have. And you know, before you were born, what were you? You were this presence. And then the most amazing love story takes place where you then step into, and you say, okay, I'm going to be Mike, and I'm going to be this child, and now I'm going to be a young adult. And, and I'm going to try to find presents again and you go and you look for it and you grab things and you collect things and you have things and the next thing you have everything and it's not working and then you lose a job and then you lose parents loved ones you lose everything you have and you find yourself sitting there going what's here and then finally you lose yourself something happens you finally you finally die you smash it on the rock and you come back in and the tide brings you in you lay on the beach and there's presence there in the beginning and you say to the presence I failed I couldn't figure this out and presence says to you no you didn't I was there the entire time I was there as a child as school I was there as the teacher you loved I was there as the teacher you hated I was there as a job you loved I was there as the job you lost as your lovers as your enemies I was there as your great songs and your horrible ones as all of these All of these, allow all of these. Presence is infinite. Infinite, right? Infinite. So if it's infinite, how can there be anything that's finite? Nothing can be. So that means everything is presence, made of and is presence. Good question. Any other questions? Yes? It's not really a question more than a thought that's fine.
1: Um, I think uh, the society we currently live in, um, a lot of people are really afraid to do the presence part. And as much value as I find in being that way, as much as I can be, um, there's this expectation where you have to be successful. You have to gather these things. You have to be that person who grabs because there's all these people in our lives, our parents, our family members. When you go to that reunion, and they say, "Okay, so what you've been up to for the past years since I seen you?" You know what right, I mean? Right, right. And you can't just say, "Well, you know, I'm hanging out here at the reunion." Ah, good one, yeah. These, you know, other people were friends, kind of, kind of know you. We're family, but not like that, you know. And then they want to know what exactly you have been accomplishing, and there's all this stock in what your character has become. And I think it's really hard for especially younger people, to be in that presence, the non-duality state, when
0: there's so much
1: Mike that's expected.
0: Good. Excellent point. All right, let's go over a couple things here. So Joyce said that, yep, screw this, I'm out of here. i got to do this so that I can go back to the barbecue and talk about something. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is the society we live in. Right. Our leaders do nothing but this. Okay, I read a book about that guy. Was his name Trump or something like that? <laughs> the president. I read his book. The most powerful man has all the money in the world, all the power in the world and he's miserably depressed and upset. Just he's just angry at everything. That's not happiness. So you get all that. The other book I read was Bruce Springsteen. Okay, what is he? He's got everything. Completely depressed and sad, still goes through problems, has to see counselors, goes through darkness they're holding up these characters. So what we can learn is that doesn't work. Now, how do you go to the barbecue like this? Because you can't be Trey, you can't be Trey and just stay up on the mountain, you know, because they be like, well, what's, what's he doing? I'm, I'm not doing anything. Okay, If Trey's living in presence and his car gets stuck in the mud, he'll just sit in the car waiting Waiting. Nothing will get done. He'll be a hoarder. (laughs) He'll put him on TV. He'll hope something happens. So it's a balance. You got to be you, Zach. Where you you come up to the mountain, you pick it up, and you spend time on this, and you say, "Okay, there's presence. There it is." And then you go and you become this over here, but you do it as an expression. And then you eventually start seeing that, whoa, wait a second, the things and the ideas in my life are, they are this too. They are these things. The job I have, it's okay when you have disruptions because that's all part of it. You have these bad things in the jobs and you have the good things in the jobs and that's all part of it. And you see that and you live from a very quiet place that you never speak of unless you come to a class like this. But when you meet people, they know it. They sense it. They say, there's something about you that's very centered. So like a a ninja, in many ways, you have to, you hold that. It can be done. And that's where I am now. I'm in a place now where I I can teach you within an hour, okay, who you are, and you go, hey, that's cool. All right, now how do you go live as this? And that's what I want to do. So I'm hoping to teach that, and I want to offer that to people. Yes? Does that help a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So you can go to your barbecue and say, yeah, okay, I'm in college. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. and It's just hard to do things that you don't want to do because you're expected to do. It. Well, what will happen is you'll, you'll kind of do these things. And then what happens is they'll, they'll end up breaking and not working. And it's like, it's like a funnel. And you'll probably end up coming back to do what you originally loved the most, which is the most heartfelt Um, I started off when I was 15, 16, 20, playing guitar and music, playing drums and music and everything. Went through that, went all the way up to all the corporate stuff, did that. Uh, I worked for the governor one day. And then suddenly, boom, that all disappeared. Found myself with nothing, grabbed onto the nothing, and then said, "Ah, let's go back to what I was doing over here because that was my truth. And I brought that in. And then by being presence, I had no boundaries. I had no fears. And then I just started saying, you know what, I can take a guitar and I can go to a senior home and I can make 80 bucks in an hour. I can multiply that times 50 and I can have a career singing. And then the thoughts go, bullshit, you can't do that. And all your friends would say, here, bullshit, you can't do that. That's not a real job. Right, it's not a real job. It's what's happening. And then I do it. And nobody gets it, but I do it. And I'm happy. Happiness is there. So it'll swirl like that and you eventually you'll be your own so start here now yes question do you have a question yeah I mean- It is. It is exhausting. You're holding up a name tag. You're holding up a a, a board of names and things you have to do. It's completely exhausting. And um, if you drop out, people get concerned. because They're like, well, why isn't he here? I have a friend who, he was telling me he was worried about when he goes to the pool that he can't hang out in the corner by himself and read because all of his friends get upset that he's not in part of the social group. I'm like drop out of that. What happens when you go from here to there is there is a change. It's kind of like a vibration changes and then those people that were supporting this now are no longer there in the play supporting that anymore. You'll meet new people here that are now of this vibration. Which means things will change but that's going to be part of you. We do this automatically all the time anyway whether we want to or not it automatically happens. You have a girlfriend or boyfriend, and suddenly they're there, and then they're not there. Well, what happened? Well, one of you kind of changed in your beliefs and understandings of who you are. You get married and divorce. Divorce is one of the most beautiful things. You come off the stage. You get rid of the, the, the outfit, and now you're there going, well, who am I now? Wow. This is freedom. Okay? But those are the things you have to go through. You may have to go through that to learn that. So there's nothing wrong with that, but that's that's an important question. Four, four fingers. Four, four, four minutes. All right, four minutes. That gives me enough time to talk about my signs. So my challenge has been, yeah, how do we how do we do this and this? How do we balance it? So <laughs> I started writing. You ever heard of a zine? You guys know what signs are? It's like this little. I went to the bookstore and they had these little books there that they were selling for a buck. And they're like little comic book strips. And what they do is they just give a little point. And this was like the early form of writing before they had newspapers. They do these little, like, call them church pamphlets, but they were like little zines. So I made a bunch of zines and I'm going to give these out. Now there's two sets of them. So what I would suggest doing is bring them back. And um, you can take them on the way out. Bring them back and... Um, Trade them, okay. That sounds geeky, doesn't it? It's like we're now we're really going geeky. I trade my signs, but now the the character that I put in the zine, okay. I gave him a name. I named him. His name is not Frank. It's not Bob. Because if you think about it, if I if you and I are walking down the street and I say, "There's my friend Frank," you go, "Yeah, okay." Frank, and then the mind goes into, I know Frank, and I have a Uncle Frank, and stuff like that. But if I say to you, here's my friend, his name is Bug Jello, you go, whoa, you probably put your phone down and go, what's your name? And he's smiling, Bug my name's Bug Jello. <laughs> so I named the guy and the character in this name Bug Jello. And one sign is about how to let go, and then the other one is um, about discovering who you are, which kind of goes over some of this. The other thing I started doing is I started writing music. Um, which I'm going to put on the website on the back of this, and it's it's experimental music. It's very weird, strange music which takes you straight from music can be a trance. I can you know I can play the latest top song and you just suddenly go oh, okay that reminds me of last Friday. Yeah, I had a great time. Or I can play another song and you get lost in a trance. But if I play you know a song that has like a, the sound of a telephone and a lawnmower in it with no beat, and something really weird, you'll go whoa. The mind then goes into it and you go into presence right here. There's no memory of this. There's just right here. So I put all that together. These are my different ways of helping. There's a website on the back. If you listen to what I had to say today and you're going, okay, I want to keep in touch with you and try to get some pointers on how to move forward in this manner, a good bit, contact me. Write to me. I'll help you out. Okay? I do that for fun. Alright, so I'll leave these up here um, and you can just take one on your way out and enjoy them and then you can trade them if you want.